Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tech Talk underway on a Saturday. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, by all means, call or text the program. Here are the pertinent numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. We've got some texts already lined up. We have phone lines open. If you want to talk to Doug, we invite you to call early because each and every week uh, we can't get to all the calls and all the texts. So get in early, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. Doug, how you been? Well, it's a little bit chilly, but uh, very good. Thank you. Yeah, it is chilly, and we've brought it up for several weeks now, and it is important. There's a ton of static electricity. I mean, you've got a fleece coat on. I I have one that I wear around. You take those bad boys off, and the static electricity flies. Hair standing up on your arms. It's a good. It's a good chance that your computer's doing the same thing. Yeah. Manage that static electricity. Absolutely. It is key to this electrical equipment. I had a call last week to tell you how weird this can get. I had a call last week. The guy's printer has run perfect for a year. All of a sudden won't print. I log in. I look. Router's fine. Look at his computer. Computer's fine. Selling, telling it that it sent the information to the printer. Computer said it printed. Nothing coming out. I said, you know, just for giggles. Turn off your printer completely, unplug it, leave it sit for a couple minutes, plug it back in and fire it up. The instant he did, out comes 27 pages. How about that? And It's rare to see a printer have this happen, but when when it gets to this level, at absolute, things are just weird. Just shut them off, unplug them, leave them sit for a couple minutes, plug them back in and fire them up, you're probably going to be fine. Other uh, static guard, there's other products you can spray. Uh, there's dryer sheets that I've had really good luck with. Um, a little more humidity maybe in the room where you keep your computer. Laptops can be a little tricky. And by the way, if you have it out in the cold, let it climatize. That's another tip we've brought up here during the brutally cold weather. If you have that laptop in a bag or a backpack, Bring it in, let that thing warm up, and give it a while. Absolutely. Even if I have people bring over laptops, they say, well, I just brought it to the house, to the car, from the car to your place, but I put my hand on it, it's got to be 15 to 20 degrees cooler. I I take it back to the office and just unfold it and let it sit there until I can touch my hand and my hand is equal. When I'm equal, fire it up and rock and roll. uh, This is a huge issue, and as the equipment gets smaller – it's going to continue to do that even more. Yeah, and we should point out it's better than it was. Oh, my, yes. But there's still issues with it. The static electricity, uh, going from the bitter cold to the room temp or a hot car, it's not good for this equipment. If you forget your laptop in the car, it's probably not going to kill it, but you need to let that thing thaw out. If I had a laptop or a tablet that stayed in the car outside overnight, I'd bring it in at 8 o'clock in the morning. I wouldn't touch it till 8 o'clock at night. 
Wow. I'd leave it for 10 to 12 hours. Let that baby really come back to what it should be. It's just not worth the gamble. All right, uh, Doug, one other thing we haven't talked about, and we talk about it during the stormy season when there's more power outages or potential power outages, but uh, if you have a desktop or a fancy television, um, getting some sort of uh, managed power supply, if you will, or an uninterrupted power supply, you hear UPS, is, is another really good idea. You cannot say enough good things about uh, a UPS battery backup. The the way they feed power, I got them everywhere that I can afford them. On my TVs, I got one on my new refrigerator. Um, if I could afford it, I'd put it throughout the whole entire house. It's just amazing the amount of life expectancy that you can extend by putting on a battery backup unit. And, you know, Steve, we're not normally name droppers, but APCC, APC, American Power Corporation, Low company in Rhode Island, I love that term, little. They are not little anymore. Everything's American-made. They're just incredible equipment. UPS battery backups that used to cost $1,500, today you can buy them for $50, $60, $70. And they're they're worth their weight in gold. Absolutely worth their weight in gold. You, you can't say enough good things about something like that. You just can't. All right, so those are a couple of things to keep in mind as we move forward. We want to start on the phone lines, throw out those numbers again, 651-989-9226, Let's bring Greg in Bloomington on the air. Greg, hello. Hello, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up, Greg? I've got a Toshiba C55 uh, laptop. Okay. I'm running Windows 8.1. Okay. And I'm having issues. I'm using a recording uh, plug-in device called a Focusrite Scarlet. Is, are you, is this like a, a turntable interface, or what's that device for? It's, uh, it's to record. You can plug microphones or MIDI devices and so on into it. And this is just, just plugs right into a USB port, correct? Yes, that's correct. What kind of issues are you having? Um, I'm having an issue with what's called AFIO drivers. Uh, they may not have drivers for 8.0. I would suggest you go to their website and take a look at their drivers. In addition to that, if you haven't already done so with Windows 8.1, download and install Classic Shell. Just go to ClassicShell.net, C-L-A-S-S-I-C-S-H-E-L-L dot N-E-T. It's a free program, but you should donate to it after you've had it for a year or so. So it's like taking money out of the coffee jar at work and not putting anything back in. So, you know, keep that in mind. Once you've got Classic Shell installed, you can actually put your My Computer desktop icon on the desktop and network icon on the desktop, and then you can go to the computer icon, right-click, slide down, left-click properties, go into your device manager, and make certain that there isn't uh, some kind of a conflict with what that device is trying to take for an I.O., input-output port, or an IRQ, an interrupt request. And here you're getting kind of into memory mapping, and people will say, well, I don't understand that. But eventually, if you ever have a problem configuring hardware, you're going to get to a point to where you're going to need to learn a little bit about IOs and IRQs, uh, especially with Windows 8.1. But I think this will solve your problem. And if that doesn't take care of it, give me a call next week, and we'll connect up remotely and I like working on bizarre equipment, by the way, so feel free to call me. 
All right, very good. Uh, we've got more calls coming up. We've got Ron and Scott waiting on the lines. We'll go to the text line as well at 81807. We are underway on a Saturday. Tech Talk, Doug in studio here on the CCO. It is Tech Talk, Saturdays between 1 and 2 o'clock. Doug Swinhart in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Kevin Reed is our producer in studio today. Good to see Kev. On a Saturday, and by the way, we have phone lines open at 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's go to the phones again. We promised we'll get to those texts. We have a lot of good one, a lot of good ones already. Let's bring in uh, Ron. Ron, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, guys. Happy Saturday. Thanks, Ron. What's going on? Before I get to my question, can everybody say out loud, go Vikings? Yeah. <laughs> so say we all. Yes. So say- <laughs> All right. Uh, yesterday, I finally took the t- Okay, here's what I got. Outlook. I sent out a lot of emails and have been over the last uh, few years. So when I start typing an email address, it goes by the last name spelling. And then, as you all know, Doug, you get the drop-down box of all the email addresses that start, like, for example, with the letter A. Correct. So I went through, I mean, we're talking hundreds here. <laughs> I- <laughs> I went through all of them, and I, it, it, you, you put your cursor over the email address, and you click on the X, and, and it deletes it. I, did, I went through A to Z, did them all, over an hour, hour and 15 minutes I spent. Come back to send out another email to all my recipients, and they came back. How do you permanently delete the email addresses you don't want in there anymore? That's that, you know, Outlook can be a little dicey. Um, anytime I work with anybody that is Outlook dependent, once they get their list exact, I actually encourage that they export that list to a CSV file, comma, separated value, dot CSV should be the file name extension. If something like that happens where you've gone through and you've edited, taken out duplicates, corrected your list, and for whatever bizarre reason i can't always explain why outlook does what it does if if we stay on this phone call long enough steve and i will start ranting about outlook and how good it is and how good it isn't uh but that csv file you could actually delete your entire list import that csv file shut down outlook restart it and check to see what you got now if you're removing duplicates or merging duplicates there is no better tool on the planet than a Gmail account and contacts. And we're going to get a little involved here, so give me a call next week, and I'll figure out exactly what version of Outlook you're working with and try to find out what's happening here. Sounds to me like you got more than one profile file, and it's picking up one and then picking up the other. And Outlook can be, like I say, a little a little dicey. And thanks for the call. All right, let's bring in Scott in White Bear Lake. Scott, uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi, Scott. What's going on? Uh, say, I've got a quick question, and that is, if I've got a laptop and a desktop, and I travel, and I'm gone for two, three weeks, and I want to try to sync the same program, like, say, if I've got Quicken or Outlook on both systems, can I sync it together so they can talk to each other so I don't have to download uh, on, a, on a, a thumb drive and then move it back and forth all the time? You know, it's interesting, but you're going to find that each software application is different. If you're using Quicken, you have no choice but to, to, but to do the backup files. If you're traveling and bouncing between machines a lot, 
I might recommend that you go to Intuit.com and take a look at QuickBooks Online. Your data is up in the clouds no matter where you are, no matter what you do. It's automatically synced. I don't recall the cost. The last time I saw it, it was somewhere around 20 bucks a month. Outlook, that's a different animal. Your Outlook, you can have your Outlook set up with IMAP and not POP3. Web-based mail, and you can link your contacts and your calendar to what's called an LDAP server. And you can actually have it go to a Gmail account. And you don't have to have at gmail.com email address, or you'd have to have one. But if you happen to have a business address, you can tie it right to that Gmail account. That gets a little intricate on how to set it up. But the answer to the question that you're asking me is yes and no. It's really, really dependent on each software that you're working with. But if you're having these kind of issues, give me a call next week or sometime when you got some out of chance, and we'll take a look at your specific configuration, and I'll come up with some recommendations for you. And, and thank you for the call, and stay warm. All right, a good one. We'll go to the phone lines in a moment, but we promised some texts, and let's get to those texts. Uh, l- let's start right at the top. Uh, uh, this is a good one. We haven't talked uh, printers specifically in a while. Uh, inkjet printer or laser printer. And what do you prefer? Well, a laser printer is going to give you better quality print. Now, with that said, the desk jets, bubble jets, whatever you want to call them, the quality of these things over the past decade have improved dramatically. I think, and this used to be a rule of thumb, and I'm not sure that's true anymore, but it used to be common knowledge. A laser printer will cost you more up front, which I think is still the same today. But overall, with consumables and longevity, a laser printer actually should cost you less in the long run. I'm not so certain that's true anymore because you can buy a top, top quality printer today for 80, 90 bucks. It amazes me what's happened to the price of printers. Uh, the thing about a $200 printer or a $100 printer or an $80 printer, if you get 18 months to 24 months out of it and something goes wrong, you're likely not going to worry about getting it repaired and finding somebody to do the servicing and the maintenance. You're just going to go and get yourself a new one and add to the garbage pile. As sad as that is, that's probably a fact of life. And I hope that helps. That's a great text, Steve. That's a great text. Yeah, and it depends on what you're going to print as well. If you're doing a lot of documents, a laser printer, it's hard to beat. That's toner-based. The high production. And then, of course, uh, then you've got ink. Um, if you don't use the printer a lot, uh, sometimes those ink heads yes. uh, get clogged up and you need to do a little bit more maintenance on those. Uh, laser printers are always pretty much ready to go. Yeah, I. You, it's... if. Especially like you mentioned, if you're doing high production printing, you need to get into a laser. Yeah. Um, if you're doing using it to do mailings, which we don't see so much anymore, but still happens. If you're doing that kind of thing, or you've got a mailing list that's ten thousand, and you're going to pop them all out at, at at specific times of the year for holidays and whatnot and specials, yeah, then you're going to want to step up and get something kind of substantial. Get yourself a high production laser printer. All right, and there's and uh, speaking of brands, there's a lot of good equipment out there. You bet. Um, over the years, I've been very partial to Epson, Epson. Uh, equipment. I, I know you like HP. Um, well, when you get into the high production lasers, I'm probably going to push a Ricoh or a Canon. Uh, you're going to pay a little bit more money, but this is uh, these are top top shelf equipment. 
Yeah, but uh, for the consumer user, though, generally at home, hard to beat HP or, yeah, or you're Epson. Be, you're there, there's be a lot HP of good or stuff. Epson, yeah, no question for the home user. Yeah. Or small home office. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another quickie before the break. We have the weather coming up in a moment. Um, maybe we should hold this. We'll let you think about it during the break. Uh, from our text line, any recommendations per, to prevent sea cleaner from forcing the install of a vast and the free version of a vast? Um, you got a quick thought on that? Well, it should never happen. I don't know where they're getting that install file. I. Yeah, unless that's something new. Now, when you download the free version of CCleaner and you don't have a Google Chrome, they will recommend that. I have yet to see that. Now, with that said, Piriform may have partnered up with Avast. And if that install procedure recognizes that you don't have Windows 10 or Windows 8, so you're running Windows Defender, or if you don't have an antivirus, it's very well that it could pick it up. Now, with that said... Every install I've ever seen from CCleaner that's a legitimate install will give you that option to uncheck that install. Slow down and read your screens. That's a rule of thumb with all free software. Read your screens. Don't be picking up on anything that you don't want. But that's unusual. That's new to me. All right, 131. We'll have the weather in a moment. More Tech Talk. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Doug returns in a moment. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 136 here at CCO. Tech Talk continues on a chilly Saturday. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's bring in Wally. Wally, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, good afternoon. I listen to your show every week from Gary, Indiana. Great. Cool. Quick question. Okay. I've got a Sony VAIO laptop. It's a good little computer, but it's too big and a little too heavy for me now. I'm going to get a smaller, maybe a 13-inch Dell. What program should I use to really wipe the vial clean so I could just sell it or give it away and not worry about anything left over? You can actually just open up um, uh, Google.com and in the search box, type in free disk wipe. And if it was me, I'd put in free disk wipe space plus space major geeks. Major Geeks is a is a download a, a file depository, and they will probably have eight or ten of them. You download them, and a lot of them will run right within Windows. And when you reboot your computer, nothing is there. That's your best way. Look for something that not only erases the data but rewrites ones and zeros to the platters, and that's really the secret. That these things are everywhere. And good luck to you, and thank you for the call. All right, very good, and thanks for tuning in from Gary, Indiana. Is that cool, Steve, or what? Yeah, that is great. Uh, by the way, uh, phone lines are open right now, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807-81807 is the way to get in. And once again, good time to call, 651-989-9226. Uh, Doug, from our text line, what do you know about computers coming out with ARM chips that run Windows 10? Uh, this is rumored. There, you're also going to be seeing smaller computers. Lenovo's coming out with one with that comes from uh, um, Qualcomm, 
a Snapdragon. I think we are on the verge of watching laptops and tablets merge together with smartphones. I think that that's going to be the new era of technology. Play with them. I haven't had a lot of experience. Watch the market. I can tell you that right now with Spectre and Meltdown, Intel has taken some serious, serious bad hits. Uh, they're, they're trying to come out with patches. Several of them came out and they were buggy. Um, and that's not to be afraid of Intel that is this meltdown inspector is more on a firmware level, not so much on a, what people think of as malware. So as we learn more, but I, I'm looking forward to experimenting with the arms and I'm looking forward to playing more with the Snapdragons as well. All right. Is that, is that a branded chip for people that aren't familiar? It's, you know, you hate to say brand. Qualcomm is actually the producer of the Snapdragon. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of these in Android phones. Okay. Uh, now they're going to be expanding their caching and their read aheads and write aheads. Uh, they're going to be head to head competition for Intel and AMD right out of the chute, just like arms. All right. Uh, can I download my contacts from my Galaxy 5? smartphone to my Windows 10 laptop, um, that's a big yes, but there's a lot of ways to do that. Well, you you, you know where you and I are both at yeah, on that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, the, the best way is just to, just to get a Gmail account, import them into your contacts under Gmail, then you got them everywhere. Uh, that's, that, that is just an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, quick story. I uh, was on the road for a few days, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, moving my daughter back to college in Arizona. Um, who's the smart one in the family? I think my kid who goes to school in Arizona. Unless you found yeah. work down there. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't looking for work. but uh, I sure shouldn't have put tempting. that in your head, probably. Um, <laughs> but my phone died. I, I, I could not get my phone to charge. I had an issue. Um, I was due for a new phone. I had an iPhone 5. Uh, the battery life wasn't where it should be. I mean, it, there's a lot of miles on that phone. It's time. Yeah. I wore it out. I got a two-plus years out of it. That's a good run. Doesn't owe you a nickel. So, so anyway, I went into a, a store. I, I won't bother you with what carrier I use. I uh, got a new phone. It was so easy because not only did I have stuff backed up on Google, but I had an iCloud account. You bet. Easy peasy. Everything was there. Yeah, the only thing I had to do was tweak a couple of apps. Not a big deal, and I was rocking and rolling. Put your login credentials in and yeah. turn, put it in your pocket, and the next time you reach for it is almost done. Yeah, so if you have, and that gets into something on a chilly weekend where you may not be out and about, uh, having a backup plan when it comes to your smartphone, uh, your laptop, your computer, any device. I, I just had so much peace of mind when when this thing was starting to go south on Sunday and it finally died on Monday and I needed to go out and get a new device um, to know that I had all my stuff between my Google account and my iCloud. Absolutely. I was good to go. Absolutely. You can't say it enough, Steve. Web-based, 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 web-based. It's really the technology that's come out that will save us all. It's just the only way to think about it. All right. So a friendly reminder, if you haven't backed up your stuff in a while, do it today. Do it tomorrow before the football game. Um, here's one. We brought up climatizing equipment. Uh, this person, when they bring in a cold digital camera, uh, 
they they seal it in a plastic bag and then bring it in to avoid condensation while it warms up because you have a ultra cold surface uh you you bring it in even in this dry air it, you're going to see condensation and moisture this is absolutely correct and the plastic bag will help okay I've actually had laptops that had been in coal cars, and I've let them climatize. And when I take them apart, there's like a – it's not really moisture, so to speak. It's it's more like a – like what you'd see on grass in the spring. It's kind of a dew. It's a, it, it's definitely moist in there. And I, I just take out a hair dryer without anything plugged into the computer, and I dry them out and let them sit for another 20 minutes. We can't take stuff apart normally. So the rule of thumb here is if you've got a good bag to carry it in, that's huge. These bags are actually designed to absorb that type of moisture. However, I cannot stress enough, you really don't want to be leaving them in a cold car overnight. You just don't. Uh, And the opposite is true. A number of years ago, 12, 15 years ago, I had a a minister from Invergrove Heights bring me a 17-inch laptop the whole screen was shattered, and this was the middle of summer. He had this in a black bag in the back of a station wagon, drove down to Missouri, jumped out of the car, walked into a hotel room, pulled that baby out into an air-conditioned room, fired it up, and the screen just shattered. Wow. And it was it was going from hot to cold. All right. Uh, from the text line, this is a follow-up on our printer chat earlier. Uh, why do ink cartridges cost so much? You might as well buy a brand new printer for the cost of ink cartridges. And that's the game. And we've seen printer prices at the consumer level come down so far is what they're trying to get you to do is to buy the printer with the idea that you're going to buy ink from them down the road. They're going to recoup their Absolutely. lost profit. So, yeah, this is, um, this, this is part marketing. Now, something else you sh- we should all be aware of. Supply and demand in the computer industry is absolutely on steroids. If you have an older printer and these cartridges start to become rare and they're no longer manufactured, you can watch them babies quadruple in price overnight. And that's the same with, with random access memory chips. And specific hard drives, not so much with hard drives anymore because SSD has just stolen that market. So, but with RAM chips, motherboards, processors, if you have an absolute specific need for a specific piece of equipment that say is 10 to 12 years old, prepare to pay a lot. It's, um, it's definitely supply and demand. It's on steroids. Yeah. And inkjet cartridges and refilling those inkjet cartridges. I've had mixed results over the years with that. Uh, some have had better luck than others. I know uh, one computer manufacturer, I believe it's Epson, has the EcoTank where you buy a printer and it's got up to two years worth of ink. Might be a good because I, I think they're trying to solve that. People buy these printers and it's like, I need more ink. Jet cartridges and these things are fifty bucks or whatever. Uh, I I think right now the marketplace is sorting all of that out. Absolutely, and I don't want to get over philosophical, but you know we as consumers also have to have a, a, a certain amount of common sense. I mean, these people that think about working for one of these companies, and every year your product is ten to fifteen percent less. And you have to be better than the other 15 guys down the street. So they're, they're under this enormous amount of financial and technological 
pressure. So this is one way to react for absolute certain. And but that here again, if you step up to the plate today and you spend one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars on a printer, you're going to get an unbelievable printer. Be it a brother, Epson, HP, Canon, you name it. I, it does pay. I really believe that in today's market with computers and printers, you get what you pay for and you pay for what you get. All right, Doug, a uh, person has Windows 10. What should they use to clean their computer uh, for history, cookies, etc.? They say right now their Windows 10 machine is very slow. Yeah, there's uh, some multiple causation going on with Windows 10 on that one. First of all, you absolutely need CCleaner. And make sure you understand how to run both the cleaning and the registry optimization. Next, you are going to want to download and install and run SpyBot Active Beacon. Get in there and learn about all of the settings, including the optional settings. You're going to want to go under the Windows Update and make absolutely certain that you're not feeding your neighbors updates from your computer. This is slowing down a lot of machines, and you don't want to be getting updates from your neighbors either. So learn about Windows SMS routing services. There are some things that you can do to tweak a Windows 10 machine and just light it on fire. And if you have trouble with that from the to the texture, give me a call. You'll be amazed at how fast we can get this baby rolling. All right, quick break. We've got more from the text line. We'll go to the phone lines as well. A couple of folks waiting there, including Grace and Tom. It is Tech Talk Saturdays between 1 and 2 here on 151. Nine minutes now in front of 2 here at CCO. 2 above. Uh, hardly any win for now. Uh, looks like snow moves in on Sunday. The cold returns Monday and Tuesday. A warm-up by the end of next week. We'll have all the details coming up. Following the news, let's go to the phones. Grace in Bloomington, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, I enjoy your show very much. Well, thank you so much, Grace. What can we do for you? Um, I have a Windows 8.1. I'm just wondering, in your opinion, what is the best antivirus that I should have on there? I used to have Malwarebytes, but I switched over to McAfee. Uh, I actually prefer Malwarebytes Premium. Uh, for an extra um, antivirus, uh, if you're going to be going back and forth, you want to make absolutely certain that you get the old one out completely and then restart your computer and be ready to install the new one. So you'll want to, like, download a setup file. I, I'm i a big believer in malware bytes. Uh, they've been really, really good for a number of decades. Uh, the support that, that that they have, they don't have phone support, but very few do because of economics. But their chats and their email support is second to none. Plus, they've got a whole forum set up for users to share information between themselves. I believe McAfee has those also. Now, with that said, I should mention that McAfee is a local company. They're based out of St. Paul. So it's, it's, it's a difficult choice for me. But my, my preference would be Malware Bytes. And thank you for the call. All right. Let's go to Tom and Edina. Tom, uh, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, uh, Steve and Doug. I always enjoy your show. Thank you. Recently, I, I recently I've seen uh, quite a few advertisements for secure modems. Uh, one that advertises a lot is Norton. Are those necessary, and will they help uh, our computers be more secure? You know, I've gotten several calls about this in the last week or so, and I need to get out and really do some investigation. I think that you're going to see more of these firewall slash 
core protection routers coming out in the future. Um, if you can prevent from even getting into your house, which our routers, that's the hub that we're, that's connecting us to the world. In my mind, it really makes sense. I cannot give an opinion at this point as to which one's the best, which ones are going to have too much security to the point where they slow you down. Um, I'm really leery of giving any company this type of firewall control without knowing what kind of advertising I have to agree to to use it. Where's the actual firewall? Is it within the router or is it shooting off to a website someplace? I don't have enough information to really give you a firm answer yet. Um, I'm going to be looking at this real strong over the next couple of weeks, so I will thank you for this call. Uh, you're not the only one that's curious about this. I think this is going to be a really, really big thing coming up in the next year for sure. And thank you so much for the call. All right, let's bring in Steve and Woodbury. Steve, go quick. Hey, Doug, I really love your show. Thank you. I have uh, all Apple equipment, and uh, I'm curious, what's the best package uh, to put on that to clean it up and make sure nothing's on there and get rid of anything that is there? Yeah, you know, I just got done putting together two power books this, this week. Um, what I found, and this is real common with Mac users, both of them had way too many files saved on their desktop, which just sucks the life right out of any computer. Uh, Apple, Mac, Linux, Windows, that's a killer for performance. I also put an SSD drive in both of them. It was like turning on a light bulb. These things, both of them, no question in my mind, I was getting between 8 and 12 times the overall performance by replacing the hard drive with a solid-state drive. With that and not having a bunch of stuff in your recycle bin, you will be amazed at how well your Mac will last. And thank you for the call. In fact, if your Mac's running slow, I really like working on Macs. Give me a call. Let me put an SSD drive in it. You'll be a happy guy. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, great call. Let's uh, go to the text line. I want to defrag my computer, and it's telling me I don't have administrative authority, but yet I'm the only one on this computer. What could be going on there? Yeah, you got to get into your user account, and hopefully you didn't make yourself um, um, a limited user. If you did, you have issued an administrator password. You can also try, because some security packages will make you go to an upper-level command. Right-click on your disk defrag, a window will pop open, and left-click run as administrator. That might be all you need to do. If you If that doesn't work, you got to get into your users and figure out how your user profile became a limited user profile and not a full-blown administrator profile. This, by the way, Steve, is an issue with many Windows users. A lot of the security programs just flip this switch without even indicating to their consumers. So, yeah, this is um, this is a big issue, especially in Windows 8 and 10. All right, uh, Doug, uh, have photos on an iPhone trying to get it over to a laptop, uh, actually from an iPhone 7 to a PC, but uh, only a few pictures show up and they're not in any particular order. Is there a better way to manage these photos? You know, if you've got a USB cable, you can plug it in and run it like an external drive. Uh, the iPhone photos should also be set up 
in an iCloud account or your Apple account, you can actually open up a web browser on your PC and you can log in to iCloud, your iCloud account, and you can download them right straight from the iCloud thing. From With an Apple, that's probably your best bet. If you happen to have lost your credentials, you're going to have to contact Apple Care, and they'll get you squared away. All right, we've got to run. Uh, we apologize to all those folks that uh, called and didn't get on the air or sent texts and didn't get on the air. We'll be back uh, two Saturdays from now. We'll be at Twins Fest next week. Uh, Doug, your phone number and email. Thank you, 651 552 Nine five four three, and of course wccotech.com wccotech.com 651-552-9543 see you next week steve all right see you doug t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.